The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Cowboys! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Newey Scruggs. Day after Memorial Day, it's Tuesday. Time for the Players' Lounge with Barry Church, yes, Toledo Rocket in the house. Round he of is the national champion from LSU, Danny McCray. Mm-hmm. Both gentlemen are undrafted free agent safeties who played for the Dallas Cowboys. I'm Newey Scruggs. I'm your host. We're rolling with this thing for a good hour, talking football and and other things. And other things. And, and, and other things. Speaking of other things, let me let me Let's tell you a little bit about McCray, man. Let me tell you a bit about McCray, man. So. Over the weekend, I see my man over there slabbing these ribs up. Got the crawfish. Got the what else you had over there? Corn, potato, all that goodness, all that goodness. So I reach out. I'm like, yo, keep bringing some up for you know me and Newey. Just you know, bring a little plate up for us. My band said, hell nah. Let me tell you I don't mess with y'all like let, that. Let, I said, oh, let me I tell thought you we was better first, than first, that. First of all, let me explain. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. So my my grandfather came down, who's a Vietnam vet. He came down, uh, and that's the first time I had seen him in about four years. So mm-hmm. he came down with my mom, my auntie, uh, my cousin came over. So all that food you seen mm-hmm. was split between like nine to ten. Oh, people. it was gone. So I by know. the time I know. Had, I, I, it was I, two ribs left, <laughs> two pieces of chicken, and some macaroni. All right? That was the I know. potato salad my was bad. gone. My bad. You know, so he in Miami, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> talking about bring me a plate. <laughs> Up to the star. Like, wait, wait, wait. My bad. I thought, you know, yo, my bad. Usually throwing down up there. But, so I thought, hey, you might be you know, extras but, left. But, but if we, let, let's, let's, let's give. So just so you know, Nui, Memorial Day is a huge day for, or a huge weekend for, for athletes, specifically yeah. Yeah. for NFL athletes, because you get the long weekend, and it's right before you go into your second week of OTAs mm. and minicamp and all that stuff, so everybody gets that little camaraderie, mm-hmm. you know, and then they usually land in Vegas or Miami, yeah, you know, depending on how much money you got. My man Church <laughs> went to Miami. <laughs> You know, and that's and it's expensive out there. Okay, yeah. Vegas, you can you can kind of get away with some stuff. I tell you but what, man, we used to have some days. Memorial Day used to be a fun time. Man. You used to come back all type of dehydrated, nothing but, but vodka mm. and tequila. Mm. You in that? You talking about? Mm. Man, yeah. I tell you what, he knows. Yeah, <laughs> that whole that 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 too was that was that Wednesday practice. Yeah. Man, that was nothing. Everybody <laughs> was in there. You might as well not even practice. All right, everybody was dehydrated. I need I need electrolytes. Give me the IV. Give me the IV. What you? I thought we just warmed up. We ain't practiced yet, but that's how it is. Man. I mean, it is. Just <laughs> you just landed Monday night. Mm. <laughs> mm. Trying to catch up on Tuesday, Wednesday. You like, look here, man. All I'm trying to do is not pull a muscle. The, the most packed room in the locker room gonna be that sauna. Everybody and their mom piling into that sauna, trying to get it out their pores, man. It's, it's rough, man. It's rough. But but it's but it's needed though, you yeah. know, because you're going into the, the season to be here, and once the season is here, you it's, it's rolling. You ain't going nowhere. Okay, so so this is good. This is good. I'm glad we're having this conversation. You guys were vets. Are rookies falling into the same thing of having and enjoying the Memorial Memorial well, weekend too much? Well, no, I don't know about too much. I know that if you're a rookie that you should probably be staying in the city that you're playing in mm, and enjoying exactly. those uh, Memorial Day festivities. It's a long weekend. Yes, you got to get away from the game. You can go have your drink, go chill with some family, eat some barbecue, stuff like that. But, yeah, if you're a vet and you you know your way around it, you know your body, you know what you're getting into, then, yeah, do, do what you got to do because you should be responsible enough to know yourself. And, and exactly like you said, if you're a rookie, you got to stay around this area. But 
Also, the vets, if they miss an OTA here and there, you know, they're not going to get too, <laughs> ain't gonna get too, too, too much after the vets. Like, if, if D-Law missed the OTA, right, he'll come back. He'll be the back. If a rookie, oh, man, you're hearing about it for the whole week. If you was here on Monday, you would have saw that. If you was here on Monday, you would have saw that. Oh, so Memorial Day, they expect you in the building. That's Oh, no, my bad. No, no. Yeah, my bad. No, no, the week, the, that next week. That next so, week, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if you, you miss. Yeah, you miss. You come back, hey, man, coach, I think I need to sit out of practice today. I might have – I need a vet day. Then you a rookie and you have that issue – then you mm. got a problem. That's yeah. why it's, you know, voluntary. <laughs> voluntary, but yeah. your butt better be yeah. up in this month. You better be up in here. You better <laughs> be ready to go. But the voluntary yeah. mandatory. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what Shout it Shout out was. to Lamar Jackson for reminding everybody that, yes, they are voluntary. Yeah. All right? They yeah. voluntary. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Right? When an MVP, you can say that. <laughs> yeah. You can. You can. MVP, you can say that. Yeah. And, and league star for quarterbacks, yes, you can decide to do it. <laughs> Kyler Murray's not showing up. You can do that. You can do that. You know, but uh, if you you and these rookies out here, uh, or, or or you're you know you're Terrence Steele, you need to be here. Absolutely, yes. Yes. absolutely. You need to be here. You need to be ready to go. Especially, you know, you know, we talking about the offensive line. You know how how we performed last year at that position. Yes, we need to be getting all of the practice that we possibly can. And if you're in competition with somebody, you, you don't want to get another person <laughs> get that leg up. Like I'm making sure I'm in all. If I'm battling with another safety, I'm making sure I'm at all the OTAs, all the practices. I'm over there. Hey, what's up, Coach Henderson? Hey, what's Let's talk about this for a little bit. How, how you want to break this down? Even though I knew how to, you know, what the coverage was. This new this new thing. What are we doing here, Coach? How we doing this? Church would be sitting there asking you, yeah, so in cover three, I'd be like, bro, you've been running cover three. <laughs> you know you don't want to know that. He's trying to look like he like he in tune I'm with into the... it, coach. I'm into <laughs> it. What you mean? You get 15 yards, but, yeah, but what if this happens? Yeah, what if somebody like, get an over route? Smart play right there. Like, yeah. you. you said 15, but if I want to move back to 16, I'm good then, right, coach? I'd be like, Church. <laughs> church, that is, that is the play. That's it. Exact play. Church is in year that's six. Jerome looking at this dude like, yeah, Church. <laughs> When we're doing disguises, we've been doing the same disguise for the past three years. I just need to know. You, All right, that's how we just, do it. Okay. You just want them to know when they had the meetings and they talk. Oh, churches, go. We got you. He, you know what he talking about. That guy knows what he's doing. We, 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 we need, we need, can we get three, four more churches? He asked Church me about, is the leader. He's yeah. at a, no, that's, dude, that's the total. He asked me about But then there's a thin line because he'd be like, man, I don't know where church What you think about church? He said, Coach, I don't know. He's still asking me about cover three. <laughs> he's in year eight. <laughs> Asking me how how many yeah. how many deep defenders we got to cover I'm just through. Saying, for the, nah. for the group. He got the group. He got the bag for Sean Cash. Yeah, so did. obviously yeah, work. Sean looked out for you know, your boy. He got two bags now. You okay, just, 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 just because the bag here wasn't as big as the one Sean Cash got. My hey, man got man. paid while he was injured. Y'all, y'all be sleeping on the first twelve that he got. <laughs> okay, it was twelve plus one Sean Cash. Like, boys, okay. I came in on the school. The boys like, man, I know this dude ain't doing what I think he's doing. I'm just scooting along, man. Just, I'm out here just scooting along, man. man. They want to make sure you're happy in your recovery. That's man, all. I tell you what, man. Players Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com. <laughs> Barry Church, Danny McCray, Newey Scruggs. I'm going to read these uh, names to you, and I just want to get your reaction, okay? Uh, Dennis Houston, Jaquari Robertson, Michael Gallup, Ty Freifogel, hmm. TJ Vasher, Jalen Tolbert, Dontario Drummond, Brandon Smith, Semi Fehoko, James Washington, Noah Brown, C.D. Lamb. Those are your receivers right now on the roster, 12 of them. Gentlemen, thoughts? Do, do we think that that, that receiving core that, that you just named off, or not the receiving core because a lot of those cats won't make the team, but that receiving group right there, do we think they can do some damage? I, I mean, Gallup might not even be there for the first five weeks. Semi Fajoko, who hasn't had a catch his whole rookie season. We got Tolbert, he's a rookie. 
CeeDee Lamb, he's proved that he, he can do some damage in this league, but can he do it by himself when he doesn't have somebody over there taking some coverage away from him? Can he do that? Well, we have to find out. But to me, that receiving core, it, it's lacking some 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 pop, some explosiveness. And man, I, if, if I'm a secondary, if I'm in the play for the Eagles or the Giants and I'm in their secondary and we go against Dallas – I'm like, all right, you know, there ain't no, you know, there ain't no, you got to match this guy over here. You got to match that guy over there. I would feel extremely confident in my secondary going against, going against the Dallas Cowboys. I'm yeah. just, that's just how I feel. Man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about, uh, about going against the, the Cowboys if, if I'm playing defensive back, you know, on paper, right? Okay. We, we yeah, haven't, we haven't true. seen a lot of these guys be able to get out there and see what they could do with Dak. Like I said, James Washington, he has the ability to be a good receiver if he catches the ball, right? Mm-hmm. Once he gets the ball in his hands, he's fine. CeeDee Lamb we know can be a top player. Mm-hmm. They just have to be able to utilize him in the ways that he he is best utilized, right? So when if he gets the ball in his hands, he is unstoppable pretty much, right? Mm-hmm. You get him some bubble screens, you get him some short passes, let him catch and run, I think he's okay. None of this matters, though, all right? Because like I'm going to continue to say, it depends on what the offensive coordinator does with these weapons. What are we going to do? Are we going to make sure, like I said, when it's third and five, is C.D. Lamb going to get the ball? Are we going to see Noah Brown be one of the guys <laughs> that, that Dak is looking for, right? Are you going to make sure that you the, the reason why you picked C.D. Lamb in the first round is because you wanted him to be a Dez Bryant-type player? Are you going to allow him to be that? Because what we've seen was they didn't allow Amari Cooper to do that. Mm-mm. So until you get that together, it don't matter who you got playing receiver, man. They just going to be running around this on the paper and, and they're going to be expecting Dak to make the right read and those guys to catch the ball. But as far as like one of those stars who's going to change the game, if you ain't calling the right plays, then we're not going to see it that way. And we've seen it throughout the league, especially last year. If, if you got that bona fide stud receiver, you got to find ways to give him the ball. I mean, we looked at L.A., what Stafford does with Cooper Cup. He got the triple count for receiving yards, touchdowns, receptions. He was a big part of that offense. Then you look at Devontae Adams in, in Denver, and I don't, or not Denver, in Green Bay, and I'm not saying we had those pieces, but the way that we're putting CeeDee CD Lamb on a pedestal saying he's this number one guy and he's an upgrade over Amari Cooper and all this stuff, you would think they would they would figure out a way to specialize this guy and make him get the ball as much as possible. But I, I'm not sure we're going to do that. Bro, they paid Amari Cooper $20 million a year and did not do and that. And they still didn't give him, that's what I'm saying, they still didn't give him the rock like, like, like we thought they should. So... Yeah. It's got to be a tough situation, but you got if it's Kellen Moore, you got to figure like this is the guy that's going to make our passing attack go. So we got to figure out a way to get him the ball. It's gotta, it can't be scheme over player; it has to be player over scheme. And if we're getting bubble screens and deep overs and those special plays, it needs to be going to number eighty-eight. Dalton Schultz may get more catches than CD Lamb and if, if yeah. they run the same offense. <laughs> if they do. If, yeah. if we run it like we ran it last year, he'll be he'll have more catches. I can than see that Lamb. happening too. So last week we saw James Washington in the boot. Not practicing. Oh, what was that all about? It ain't looking too good. He he's in a boot. Big T Smith got some oh, back whoa, whoa, soreness. Yo, whoa, okay, I thought we was gonna wait for. I thought we was gonna wait for that. One. Okay, all right, we'll wait for that. We'll wait for that. We'll wait for that. Day. Yeah, yeah, that's I, a whole other. Yeah, yeah, we'll wait. We'll wait for that. We'll wait. Yeah, that's a, we'll but my man's in the boot. So I mean, it's. A, <sighs> I, see, but but for him, I don't think he has that much of an injury history for us to be really worried about. Like I said, it is voluntary OTAs at the mm-hmm. moment. I still think he's going to be able to pick up what the offense is. I think his one – the one knock on him, to me, from what I've seen from him when he was in Pittsburgh, was being able to hold on to the ball, to being able to catch the ball. He's usually in the right spot. He's usually – when he catches, he's usually, usually going to make a play or run after the catch. But he has to hold on to the ball. And I think that just goes with refocusing and getting on those jugs. And I don't think that him being in the boot right now – 
is going to set him back as much as it would set maybe a, a, a Tyler Smith if he was in the boot right now when it, he really needs to be out there learning his footwork and getting his you hand think, placement right. You don't think uh, James and, and Dak need to get that connection going throughout this OTAs? I, I think I, I think they do, but I don't think it's something – that will stop him from being that type of player. Because, like I said, if he's going to get the, the routes, <laughs> like we see, we seen guys like Noah Brown step in last yeah, year. Yeah. When you say oh, they got a connection, they've been. It wasn't like Amari Cooper, and it wasn't like C.D. Lamb. Yeah. Like they're going to find a way for the guy to get open on some routes. He just needs to know the playbook. So I think he's going to be fine. So that's the right receipt, the wide receiver room, and and seeing people talk about that. There's there's question marks, and and that's going to be a very interesting. Um, as they continue the OTAs and going to minicamp here, is, is what are they going to do, especially week one, um, two, and three, because that's when Michael Gallup is right now not expected to be a part of this mm-hmm. lineup. So let's see what happens here. I think a lot of a lot of uh, talking heads are, are bringing up Jalen Tolbert, and I just feel like that's <laughs> a lot to try to put on a third-round rookie from South Alabama that – I just think that's a lot. It is a lot. That's it, a lot, man. He's the guy. Was this a guy that was like, "I'm coming in to change the culture"? Was that was that him? Who said I'm coming in here to change the culture? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> and I'm sure. thinking about how you going to change. Sure. Uh, I, I hope not. I hope not. The coach is in the offensive coordinator with me. I don't know. Like I said, one, one, listen. When I see him be able to line up guys so he can use whatever they they do best to get them, you know, in the in the end zone or get them the first down, then I'm okay with that. But until I see that, I'm, I'm not with it. Yeah. I've seen C.D. Lamb run like two jet sweeps. Yeah. If he was on any other team, all right, the dude would be getting the ball in his hands any way you could get it to him. Mm-hmm. He's great with the ball after you know after catch. Yards after catch, he's one of the best in the league, in my opinion. It's just, can we get him the ball? That's the that's that's couldn't that's the Mark whole Cooper thing. The ball, right? Couldn't get Coop the ball. <laughs> he got Dalton Schultz the ball. Yeah, he had a career year. Can't <laughs> <laughs> get Cooper the ball for twenty minutes. <laughs> Let's move to that offensive line. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I got conversation Uh-oh. for the Cowboys. Is uh, OTAs are continuing here out at the Star where we do the show. Uh, some possible good news for the offensive line, not just the Cowboys offensive, but for for. 30 offensive lines across this, uh, 31 offensive lines in, in, in the NFL. Uh, Aaron Donald's talked about he may retire. Mm. Like, okay. Man wants we, played, to, we played on this year, too. Huh? Yeah, and I was very <laughs> right here on the schedule. Is, this is why it matters because they, they are on the schedule October 9th, just uh, out there at, uh, in, uh, at that awesome stadium in Inglewood. So, uh, yeah, October 9th, Rams, Cowboys, 325 on Fox. So, Aaron Donald may not be there. Don't get your hopes up. <laughs> I, tell you, I tell you, who, who better hope he ain't there? Who's the young rookie, Ty Smith? The, the Ty Smith, how, how about everybody? Yeah, that's true. Okay, the whole league. He didn't so, you know, retire? Oh, yeah, go ahead. I'm with, I'm for it. I, Aaron, get out while you can. Be like Jim Brown. He, he accomplished everything in eight years. Yeah, Defensive see, player of the year. I mean. But, but the thing is, man, when guys are still playing at that level and they talk, talk about retiring, the minute they sit out <laughs> for a month, two months, mm-hmm. and they realize that, man, I can still do this. And I'm actually mm-hmm. bored at home. Good time that, That's when they that, – so I wouldn't get my hopes up. The man just coming off a of Super Bowl – just came off a, a great season to where mm-hmm. he's making some of the biggest plays to get them to get them that win in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't know. His father in law's on the uh, on the staff. Yeah. <laughs> his wife worked for the. T- I don't know, man. I think he's still around the, the squad too much. He's gonna have a lot of people in his ear saying, "Hey, man, I think we could do this again." He's also looking for another contract that, that, too. Nah, that, 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 yeah, and, and <laughs> that's he, what this is. He, yeah, yeah. That, he went from the highest paid to what the sixth, sixth or seventh highest paid defender in the league and. He's obviously, in my opinion, the best. Well, we know about the Rams. 
They're going to figure out a way. They're going to figure out a way. They, <laughs> they, they want to find some ducats somewhere, yeah. somewhere. They won't they have a draft pick till 2050 to make sure that they get <laughs> <laughs> We ain't drafting nobody. Nobody getting here. If you ain't a part of this already, you ain't coming. Man, I'll tell you what. But they want a Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, so right. We ain't done in Here is a gentleman in a very interesting position that most people never get to in professional sports because it's that hard. He can walk away right now, and he's credentialed to Hall go to Pro. Credentialed to go to Hall of Fame. I mean, it's it. Exactly. You've got the Super Bowls. You've got the multiple players of the year, the multiple pro, all pros. I mean, he has a resume that is not just worthy, but it's up there with some of the best. I would say so. And I considered me, Joe Green, to be the best interior defensive lineman playing the National Football League in its history. Changed the whole culture. You're talking about culture changer. Um, the greatest Pittsburgh Steeler ever. The only thing that he doesn't have over Joe is three more rings because yeah. Joe got four, and it was a team of the 70s. But Duke can walk away right now and just just write down the date. Like when Peyton Manning walked away, okay, 2000, what? I mean, you just know. Five years from now, he's going in. Um, How many people do that, though? Oh, oh, oh it's rare. <laughs> I mean, it, it, is, it, it is rare. You know, to be, Calvin Johnson's the last one I can think of. Hey, yeah. man, bye. He ain't oh, got no well. Super Bowl, though. Yeah, right, but I'm just talking to Joe. <laughs> oh, yeah, You're walking away, and they're going to put a gold jacket yeah. on. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He, he, only, he did, what, nine? Yeah. Nine? yeah. His situation was way worse than the, oh, the, yeah. the, the Lions. Was, yeah. The situation was much worse than what the Rams, who have the potential to repeat, mm-hmm. versus what Calvin Johnson was walking away from. He said that, you know, the organization didn't even do him well. That's why he was like, man, I'm done with you. I'm out of here. Yeah, I know what Barry Sanders said. Now, Barry, I know how you feel. So, yeah. yes. But but for Aaron, in the sense of you've checked the box. What right. box is there left to check other than I want to do it again? That's you've it. checked the boxes. That's it. I mean, it's crazy to me how dominant that guy is and the interior part of the defense. Like, I can see, you know, TJ Watt and guys on the outside putting up these ridiculous numbers because most of the time they're one-on-one. Unless somebody's chipping them from the outside, they're one-on-one. They get a better opportunity. But this guy's putting up ridiculous sack numbers, getting double-teamed and triple-teamed literally the entire game. I mean, we've seen what he did to us when we played him. It was like last year. He went through, I think, Zach Martin and then picked up Zeke and threw him into the deck. And I'm like, this dude is he's on another level. Man, he's on another level. I've never seen anything I, like it. I ain't never seen nobody built like the dude. I, I yeah. don't know. You know, like Tyron Smith came in, and I'm like, you know, Tyron is—he's t- a different type of animal when you yeah, look at him. You, you know, when you're looking at uh, a Trent Williams build versus the Tyron Smith's build, right? Aaron Donald looked like a defensive back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ain't no fat on him. Nah, right? he, nah. just, he just ripped, cut two hundred and almost three hundred pounds, and is quick as a defensive back. Yeah. Which is why he gives those guards trouble. Juke <laughs> 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 move on these dudes. Sometimes not even using power. It's I have not seen a dude built that way playing that position. Most of the time, Ridiculous. when you think about an interior defensive lineman, those dudes got a little belly More on them. Like they carry. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. They carry. It's not him. Mm-mm. Not him. And so the interesting thing about you know, for for Aaron Donald is, you go back and you read the scouting reports on him. Eh, he's too small. Short arms. It's, it's ridiculous. I was, talk, I was talking to someone about that the other day in in, in, in the scouting industry, and they're like, "Oh yeah." And then he said, "He said this was something that it was massively talked about." Like, oh man, do I mean people like blowing the guy off? Like, too short, doesn't fit our. I mean, it was amazing. And I'll never forget my. Frustration. I know no skin in the game on this, mm-hmm. but watching the Detroit Lions, who let Indomik and Sue go to free agency, and they had also drafted Nick Fairley and decided they were done with him. So mm-hmm. I think they were sitting 10th in that draft. Well, to me, it was obvious. If you're lo- losing these two players, then go get, go get Aaron Donald. 
because you're still in division with Aaron Rodgers, and I think mm-hmm. I don't know if Cutler was still the quarterback. But bottom line is, dudes are throwing the ball in your division. Go get Aaron Donald. They go draft Eric Ebron, the tight end from North Carolina. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> hey, what, what are we? What are we? What, no, you can throw the ball. You you better stop somebody mm-hmm. in this division. And I, in my mind, I'm always thinking drafting in the draft world. You got to win your division first. Who's on top of your division? How do you go match it? It's kind of like everybody in the West. What's Kansas City got going on? Figure that out. Maybe you. get yourself some defensive backs. Do something to help yourself here. Mm-hmm. No, they're going to go out and get another pass catcher. To a dude who doesn't like throwing to the tight end anyway. Your quarterback mm. want to throw. He trying to go down the he field. What are we getting tight end for? Mm-mm. And it's not like you're using him like he kicked Travis Kelsey or anything. I just, it just frustrated me with Detroit. Mark May, who got fired and down the road. I'm like, you should get fired. How do you not take this dude? Mistakes were made. <laughs> and, and, and people are talking about, well, you know, take the best player, you know, don't, don't, don't draft for need. I'm sorry. I disagree with that all day long. You get, you had a need, right? Mm-hmm. You need to stop some quarterbacks there, right? Why are we taking a tight end? Made no well, listen, well, listen, for, for, for all of us and all, all of the football fans out there, I am ecstatic and so happy that the Detroit Lions did not draft the guy. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad he's in Los Angeles, and I'm glad he is doing what he's doing out there. We did not want to see him go to Detroit and let his uh, career wither away. Mm-hmm. Like we've seen many guys. You just talked about Nick Fairley. I remember Nick Fairley when he was at Auburn, and he was wrecking games. He's supposed to be that guy. Wrecking mm-hmm. games. And went out there to Detroit. What happened? Yeah. And Sue. All right? Yeah. Went out there to Detroit. Now, he, he made some plays. But other than that, he wasn't going to win a championship. <laughs> he wasn't making none of the noise that he's been making in Tampa. Like, like, yeah. That that is that is the the, the trajectory uh, trajectory of your career. <laughs> Great. You can base it off what has happened to guys like Nick <laughs> Fairley, Dominick Sue, and Calvin Johnson to, when you go to Detroit to, and Matthew Stafford. But 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 bless <laughs> bless me everything he got up out of there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> graveyard man, it is you know you just went that for the work. Oh, graveyard. Hey, I used to be good. Then I went to Detroit. It's hard as a defender, you know, when your season's over by week 10, you're like, man, I got to go back out here and play again. I got to go out here for six more weeks. Like, it's hard. It's hard as a defender. You get beat by Aaron Rodgers every year, twice a year. Beat down. The Cowboys get Detroit, by the way, October 22nd, 23rd. There you go, baby. Golf coming to town. Detroit. Who is it, Swift? Swift, yeah. They got got some pieces. DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift. They got some pieces. But they're still gonna, a far way away. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not gonna talk no mess about it right now because we, you know, we we started off on the offensive line conversation and we still got some work to do at that at that in, in entirety except Zach Martin. Yeah. Yes. Fifteen offensive linemen right now. There are there are question marks. Uh, Connor McGovern, by the way, got the first team reps uh, the OTAs at left guard, and then the uh, rookie Tyler Smith was backing him up. So they are. <laughs> but wait, was he standing right behind him? Or they was, or, they, or he was with the second team. Because I mean, I'm telling hey, I, I, I can guarantee you that McGovern is feeling the heat right now. Without a doubt. Without yeah. a doubt. He know, see, that he, a Memorial Day, he better not be partying. No. If I'm <laughs> McGovern, I'm, I'm in this joint. Because it's a dude right on your tail right now. He got drafted in the first round, and they are waiting for you to make a mistake or show that you haven't improved your anchor and your ability to, to stop moving back into Dak Prescott. Because if you don't, once you get the pads on, that spot is gone. And, and for McGovern, it's just going to take one, 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 one-on-ones and they're in camp and he gets beat bad in one-on-ones. That, that's, that's all it's going to take because he got that first-round pedigree behind him. If he gets beat like that, I mean, they're going to be like, all right, let's start, let's start rotating here a little bit. Let's see what he can do with the first. Okay. But you know the one thing that might save him, though? The health of our left tackle. Okay. 
So uh, let me ask this question here, since you guys have played. If McGovern wins this job, then what does it say? It says he won't have it for long. Okay. Because we, we, we hmm. know that, well, since I've been here with the Cowboys, we know that they've given guys opportunities to lose their spot. So even if, if let's say, Tyler Smith and McGovern are playing – Still here, and Tyler Smith is playing a little bit better. I still think they're going to give McGovern that that opportunity to lose his job. Give me an example. Hmm. You think he's going to play week one? Who McGovern? Yeah, absolutely. I think unless he goes out there and and, and stinks it up, like if they're playing, you know, if if it's about equal, I think McGovern's going to get the shot based on experience that he's going to have that opportunity to play. Give you an example: Leo Collins last year. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? My man, my man went out there. Okay, he was playing however he was playing. He missed five games on his foot for his for the reasons of his own decisions mm-hmm. that he made. All right, okay. my man stills playing great, playing great at right tackle. What happens when uh, Leo gets back? They get put right back in. There. Put right back in there. We sat on this show the whole time and said, "Hey man, what should they do when Leo gets back?" We all said the same thing, man. Still is out there balling, but we knew it wasn't going to happen. There we go. What happened, Jason Witt? Well, I mean, and I know that's different, but people will talk about him being a progress stopper in the yeah. tight end room. That's a Left, man. I came back. Yeah. Like, we, we have a history of doing this. So, yeah, I, I think that McConnell McGovern is going to get his shot unless he goes out there and he is horrible. And then I think he probably lasts to like week week three, just based off the competition that we played against in the first three, four weeks of the season. I think he lasts to like week three before Tyler Smith gets his shot to be a starter. I, I definitely think if if Tyler Smith doesn't get hurt, I'm talking about um, Tyler Smith. If he doesn't get hurt, I think you know he's going to be starting week one. Now, I just think they put too much into him as a you know first round draft choice, um, especially with the struggles that McGovern had last year. I think he'll get the, the full benefit of the doubt and he'll end up you know starting in there. But if he doesn't, if for some wild reason, barring no injury that McGovern gets that starting job, I'm not going to say it's a, you know, I'm not going to say it's a waste, but it's like I'd rather have somebody in that first round that's going to help me right now. I don't want to, you know, a project or a building process. And, you know, that's what we got going on right now. I think he's a lot of the, a lot of the guys that we got in these first couple of rounds, they're projects and they're, they're extremely talented, but they're raw when it comes to technique out there. So I'd, I'd rather prefer somebody that can help me out day one. And hopefully Tyler Smith is that guy. So, what goes into this as a player when you know this is your last year under contract for Connor McGovern? This is this is his last. So so not only are you trying, you're you're really you're trying to get a new contract here, but we do know in the National Football League there's a there's a problem trying to find good quality offensive linemen. So if it's not here, this is a young man who will he will play somewhere else in the National Football League. But how much money you're making? is going to be determined by him now. Mm-hmm. Connor, Connor Williams got paid last year. That wasn't a great contract, but he found a new home. He got paid. Mm-hmm. So so Connor McGovern can be on that same same type of trajectory. But what goes to a player's mind? How do you approach your last year with the team? I'm going to tell you how, uh, how Ron Leary did it, basically, because he was in a contract year, and I think that was the same year Lyell came in there, I believe. And – they basically gave, they gave Lyle the job, the starting job. And so Leary, you know, he, he could have went about it a, a bunch of different ways. He could have, you know, pouted, complained, and just, you know, shut down the whole season and just said, forget it, you know, this is just not where I'm at. And then he wouldn't have got that huge contract he got with the Denver Broncos. But and I think the way he played it was perfect. I mean, he said he was upset about it, of course, but he kept it internal and just kept grinding and kept grinding along. And 
I don't know what happened. I don't know if somebody got hurt or something, something, but he slid back into that starting lineup and didn't relinquish that job. He ended up getting paid and having a huge contract with Denver. So I think there's a couple ways you can go about it, but if you do end up getting that backup spot, you know, not, you know, you're going to be unhappy about it, but you just got to continue to grind and hopefully you get that second opportunity to go out there and show what you can do. Yeah, and, and for me, I think the offseason is huge for a McGovern, right? Mm-hmm. Coming off of the performance that he had last year, knowing that his, sp- his spot may be up for grabs and then watching the draft and them seeing him seeing them pick an offensive lineman, mm. his focus <laughs> this offseason has to be tight. Got he it. has to get bigger, stronger. He knows what his weaknesses are, and he has to be better at those things. And he has to know that, hey, man, you know, my, my leash is short. Extremely. <laughs> <have a> very <laughs> short leash. And if I go out here and I'm not focused and I have a bad day, I have a bad couple days, and I let that turn into a bad week, that might be a bad year for me because then I got a guy who's been drafted in the first round who can come take my spot. So you don't have any room for error. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes, depending on what type of competitor you are, that lets you have your best years. When you yeah. see guys like Tank Lawrence, like not taking the, I mean, getting put on the franchise tag year in and year out and saying, I'm going to bet on myself, he knows that the margin for error is very small, right? They're looking for any reason not to pay you $20 million a year. Mm-hmm. Same thing with a McGovern. They're looking for any reason not to have you on the roster and not have to even think about paying you next season because they drafted somebody in the first round. So you have to use that as a chip on your shoulder to go out there and say, man, I'm going to do everything that I possibly can to get better and play to the best of my ability so they don't, so they can't say nothing about it at the end of the season. Orlando Skandrick. To me, that was the perfect ex- the perfect example of just, are you drafting this guy to come and replace me? I, that chip on the shoulder just got even bigger. Yeah. And he, it was it was a big, you know, F to everybody else there. I mean, he he was because basically if you think about it, they got somebody at his position every single saying. year we were there. I mean, whether it was Mo, whether it was, you know, it, it was just we got a corner every as year. As they should. And, in a passing league, as you should. And, but, and, he, and he held on to that job for, you know, 10, 10 11 years because he had that chip on his shoulder and saying, I don't care who you draft. I was a fifth rounder. You're not taking my spot. You got to come through He's seen a lot of dudes come and go, too. He's a lot of dudes. He's seen a lot of dudes come and go. And and he he lived up to it. So so good for Orlando. All right. um, Let's get our first break in here. When we come back, let's chat about this defensive line. How do we feel about the Cowboys' defensive line? And who knew the NFL meant so much to baseball players? We'll dive into that next on the Players' Lounge right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. At Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Smoothie King uses only whole fruits and organic veggies. You'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends. Smoothie King is proud to be the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. 
Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek. Get your seat in a seat. Back to the Players' Lounge. Get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, starting at just $20. Join now and get your fan pack, exclusive benefits, and more. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United for details. And join today in the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com. Louis Scruggs joined by former Dallas Cowboys free agent safeties, Barry Church and Danny <coughs> McCray. You guys are big-time fantasy football players. I mean, this is one thing. You know, we're coming in the show. You guys are in the league together. Here, I said that even earlier. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in, too. I'm in, oh, man. Yeah. You back? You I'm back? back? I'm back. back? Okay. I was, you know, I went, what? You know, first, year was, first year was bad. That was my first year ever. Last place, right? That was, uh, it was something like that. I won the playoff, and it was crazy. <laughs> hey, so on, at the end last, of the, the, end of the you know, regular season, I was last. Okay. But, you know, when they do the losers bracket, you know. Constellation Constellation. Right? I, you know, I can't. I won the constellation <laughs> bracket. But anyway. <laughs> Second year, y'all got an NIT version. Yeah, yeah, we got a little NIT. You You don't want to be a part of that. He's the only person who's switching out his roster for the consolation. I wasn't. Hey, I wasn't. That was my first year. I know. Everybody else said good season. I know. That was my first year. I'm switching things out. I'm out here anyway. Second year, you know, I was in what? I came in third. Man, third. third. Came in third. Just second year. Third. Second year, third. And then what about what about last year? That came in like seven, <laughs> seven, six. You know, nah, you went to six. Hold on, let I, was, me I, was, I was in the, I was in the, I was uh, in the playoffs. Okay, all right. You, I was in the playoffs. Okay, you were six. You were six. Yeah, I was in anyway, the playoffs. Yeah, so fantasy yeah. I, I know my record's always up. I mean, I'm one through three almost every year. Okay, yeah, okay, well, I'll be cheating. No, no. How can I cheat? If, I, I'm a cheat. He's the commissioner. He didn't figure out some type of way to cheat. Hey, <laughs> all I'm going to say right now, okay, because I'm talking to you young brothers and, and everybody else here who's listening on DallasCowboys.com, please don't end up like Tommy Pham <laughs> and Jock Peterson, two Major League Baseball players. They slapped that man. Tommy Pham slapped Jock Peterson. Out in the, out in the before pregame. Wait, wait, what? Some yes. Guy, some Gilbert got Arena. They were Gilbert Arena, Will Smith, Chris Rock, all that. They've been watching all this stuff. And he went out there and slapped them and cleared the benches. Well, yeah. no, these are two opposite teams. Yeah. 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 So they were it's, it's pregame warmups. And so Tommy Pham plays for the Reds, and, and, and Peterson plays for the Giants. So they played the a game. And so before the game, they're talking and discussing, and apparently. Words were exchanged. Tommy Pham didn't like it, so he slapped Peterson. You see the video? Got suspended three games, and it was over fantasy football. And Peterson read off his version of events, and it didn't really add up to me because he's like, yeah, I put a guy who was supposed to – I he, got, he wasn't playing in the game, so I moved into IR. He says you can't do that. Then I brought in someone else. And I'm like, no, nah, bro, this, this is money. 
You're mm. not the only reason you are getting slapped in the face over some fantasy football is this is about money and these are major league baseball players, so they're not sitting around here playing for like we play. They ain't. They, they, they probably play. playing for some big change. You know? <laughs> and so when they interviewed Tommy Pham, he came out there and he said, "Yeah, yeah, you know, it's like he did some stuff wrong. It was over. You know, it was about money. It's mm-hmm. like you know, I'm a big player in Las Vegas." So he's like, money was involved. I'm like, okay, now, now I get it. Now I get it. So I just want to make sure. What did Peterson do after he got slapped? Dude, he just took it. No. See, I, 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 did a Chris, a Chris Rock. I can see Chris Rock's situation. Then he, then he said, you know, I don't really believe in violence. Nah, I, just, man, I just walked away. The man open slapped you. Yo, this is, this is what happened when you know you owe somebody some money. You ain't gave him. You, he knew he was. He probably was, <laughs> he probably been looking for this dude for months. It was <laughs> like, football season been over for a long time. Got him on the field. Right, yeah. He's like, that's all right. When I see you, find him. Yeah, when I see you, nah. <laughs> and you know the man to go do some. Yeah. You gotta keep your so, hands up, player. So he, thought he, was, he thought he was in the same space. Nah, he yeah, gonna yeah, do yeah, yeah. He gonna do on TV. So, so Tommy Fam is Tommy Fam is about that life. Tommy Fam, that guy. Man, I so, the man so that's, that's, you though. Okay, okay, I'll say this. That man didn't want to go with Tommy Fan. But you, I, I, I'm just, you I'm just like beat down. Okay. But you, you can't let a man just slap you. I mean, I, I'm with you because had he thrown one or two back, there was no, it's a baseball. Thing. Somebody's so, gonna come and break they, it up. They, they came anyway. You get a toss two and but, backed up. You know but that just what one, one like you said, <laughs> you, you know you wrong. You in the wrong. You owe somehow. Number two, yeah, I'm telling you, man, he didn't want that from Tommy. Fan. No smoke, he didn't man. want that from Tommy Fan. Uh-huh. I'm telling you, Tommy. Yeah, listen, he, he just him and Will Smith in the same category. Nah, man, they slapping folks out here. You know, uh, on the main stage, mm. and the people they. They slapping this. They so lost. They like, oh wait, he did it for real, right here. He, did. he just slapped me. So every, he probably every, slapped, he com- you be confused when you get slapped like that. So, you're yeah. just like, man, you gonna slap me like that? Yeah, yeah. That's okay. Like, okay, everybody, what? understand your league rules, please. Understand your league rules, and uh, let's let's not have these yeah, things squashed. The consolation break. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So let's not, let's not <laughs> have that this fall. Let's not have that this fall. <laughs> no, you getting your trophy back this year? I already gave back, man. No, are you getting your trophy you back playing this year? Oh, am I getting it back this year? Um... Man, I'm so far away from thinking about this, man. I'm trying to. I got school again, man. I'm. I'm my mind is is. When it comes, it'll come. I'll just do what I do. I plan on getting a trophy this year. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. My draft ain't happening, but I plan on it being top notch like it always is. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm always, I'm always around there. You know, I'm, I'm like Carolina, man. It's, they, they know, they know who I am. You're, you're always in the, in the, and you always in the, in the playoffs. They, they know who okay. I am. This will be, I this am. be the okay. first year, one of the first years where Christian McCaffrey is probably not. Getting well, yeah, picked I drafted one Christian. or two last year. Two, I don't see him going top I, five. I, yeah, I, this is, Jonathan Taylor probably be right there at the top of the list. That was season. my guy last year. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you got to think about Christian McCaffrey and Zeke. I don't know when people are picking these two guys, but three years ago, <laughs> you fighting over you this. Fighting over, it. I so, gotta get Zeke. So you got Dalvin Cook, you got Jonathan Taylor. I mean, Aaron Jones. Keep going a little bit, then yeah. you might get the Zeke and Kamara's in there. Kamara, I mean, yeah. yeah. So. I'll tell you, old boy, Cincinnati. Um, oh, yeah. Joe, Joe, Joe Mixon. Yeah. You know, considering, especially when I think about it, you got so many other weapons out here that, you know, you just can't key on a Joe Mixon. And, and, and they're starting to throw the ball more out of the backfield. And uh, so there's a guy. Nick Chubb. Oh, got Chubb. I mean, <laughs> you, start, you start thinking about McCaffrey. One of the, to me, the first thing that comes to my mind is you got a quarterback issue. Mm you know, if you got quarterback issue, good luck. And he so, ain't uh, every down back to where he just so get you the got line. health issues, you got quarterback issue. I mean, when he was playing with Cam, you know, they had to think about Cam too. So I just don't know if I'd be running out here trying to go go do that with him when I go take old boy from the Chargers. 
He so gonna be there, or, or Austin Eckler. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm I'm saying, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, I mean, so, hey, there, there you go. There you go. I know who'll be my quarterback, though. I do know that. That's a discussion for another day. You gonna let him take Joe Burrow from you? You gonna you gonna let him take Joe Burrow from you? He got too much Joe pride. He got Burrow. too much pride. He would sit there and watch Joe Burrow smoke his team before he decided he to pick him before Justin Herbert. You talking about when Herbert beat Joe Burrow? I'm just telling. Is that what you're talking about? I'm just I thought, telling. I thought you were talking about. I, thought, I, thought, I, thought, I, thought, I thought you were he, He's still on it. Man, he super, is. Super Bowl, I don't, I don't I'm know. Seriously, I don't I don't know how super how are you still dying on that hill of Justin Herbert over Joe Burrow? Who had the better rookie season? Joe Herbert. Next year, Joe Burrow had a better yeah. season. Third year up, it's, it's Herbert's about the time. Season with Joe Burrow towards ACL. It, it, yeah, like three years. He played thirteen he games or something like that. ACL, bro. Stay in the pocket. Playing for the Bengals. Stay in the pocket. The Bengals go to Super Bowl next year. Your team ain't even make the dang playoffs. Should have. If, <laughs> if our coach wasn't, you know, uh, tripping, you if the you coach wasn't guy. tripping, you that guy. They gave him you the tie. He wanted. Guy. He wanted to do some extra. You, 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 you skip Bayless, yeah, now, man. You that guy. So y'all just you skip Bayless on LeBron. The fact is, they did not make the play. I don't care who fought it. He played quarterback for the team. They didn't make the playoffs. Okay, so that's what happened. So there's nothing we, we ain't gonna put no looking, stock in oh, the, the when they played each other. Oh, you looking? We ain't gonna put no yeah, stock in that. Nah, we, we we put stock in the fact that Joe Burrow led his team to the Super Bowl last year, and your quarterback did not lead his team to the playoffs. It happens. Coaches, coaches say, getting away. Coaches and, and, getting and away. You're selling man. even short. Joe Burrow had the ball in his hands. Had Chase down the field open, but the offensive line can't block Aaron Donald. This dude almost won the Super Bowl. With two, hey. went two with no O line, with no O line, hey, man. It was a fifth, man. If it was a fifth, okay. Yeah, if y'all would have made the playoffs, yeah. if he would have took the time, yeah, he would have been the greatest. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but he yeah. ain't. Yeah, he ain't. So right, now one one. right now it's ain't one, no one one. Right now it's one one. It's one one. Herbert had a season. Herbert said they're texting you. Burrow had a season. Look at Joe. Herbert had a season. Burrow had a season. Wait, hold on. So you go compare Joe Burrow's best season to Justin Herbert's best season? Yeah. And where did Herbert go? What you mean? Where what, he ain't make the playoffs? What did he do for his team? Did they go to Super Bowl? They didn't go to the Super Bowl, no, no. Wait, did they go to the playoffs? The coach decided he didn't want to go. <laughs> the coach oh, decided he didn't want to go. So he go to the Super Bowl, he, 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 he hands down the greatest now. Nah, I say he's great. You, you said he, he, he hands down the greatest. You, nah, you have lost the argument. Ain't nobody lose no argument. Ain't nobody lose no argument. You said Joe Burrow got one, Justin Herbert got one. They got one. Hey, what happened? I mean, so, what happened? Go on, so go, take your team to the Super Bowl in the, in the fashion that they did it in it, is no longer relevant. How many road games did the Bengals win? All of them. Right, one. Number one seed, number two seed. Beat them both. Oh, here we go. Here we go. They won in Kansas City, didn't they? They came back, too. I said he was the better quarterback last year. He wasn't the better quarterback the first year, though. Listen, better quarterback now is who? Joe? That's Herbert. (laughs) Joe Herbert. (laughs) Joe Herbert. (laughs) Yeah. Joe, Joe Herbert. Herbert. Joe Stop Herbert. It. Joe Stop Herbert. Because they, the, they on the same level. They Joe on the same Herbert. level. Okay. Same okay. Level. So you'll get your opportunity to oh, see yeah, I can't wait. I Joe Burrow week two. They two. might not even make the playoff. You see their division? <laughs> Man, y'all got is Herbert, Derek Carr, Russell Wilson, and uh and, Joe and, Burrow and might not make the playoffs. That's my homie. <laughs> Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun, they, they might not make the playoffs. Lamar Jackson was playing last season, and Deshaun Watson, we don't know if he's going to play but at if all. He, if he does, though. Okay, I'm just saying. That's a big old yeah, You see who had received. That's a huge. You see who had received for the Browns. I'm watching the news, and the, I don't know. You see who had the receiver for the Browns, man. Huh? You see who's at the receiver for the Browns, <laughs> man. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> they hey, going. I, I hey, going. Outdoors in the cold. All right? And I remember, <laughs> I'm taking the words out of your mouth from a couple years ago. We know what happens when you. <laughs> <laughs> that was a couple years ago, right? <laughs> 
He got the number two on now. I mean, he's ready. He's ready. Speaking of ifs, speaking of ifs, let's talk about Tyree Smith. We'll take our second break here and talk about the Cowboys' left tackle who did not participate in OTAs last week. This is the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com, right here on DallasCowboys.com Radio. Mm. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping! At Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Smoothie King uses only whole fruits and organic veggies. You'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends. Smoothie King is proud to be the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. Back to the Players' Lounge. Get the ultimate experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, starting at just $20. Join now and get your fan pack, exclusive benefits, and more. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United for details and join today. Barry Church, Danny McCray, Newey Scruggs. This is the Players' Lounge. Tyron Smith is the Cowboys' left tackle. Tyron Smith, for basically a half decade now, has not played full season. And if you're counting on him to play one this year, you'd be fooling yourselves. So just, just after a certain point in time, and you guys have played in this league. Um, once guys start getting hurt, sometimes it just, it just keeps going that way. You don't get younger. Right. And, and Tyron Smith has battled injuries. Um, he's had an outstanding career. But let's just be honest here. You cannot count on him for 17 football games. Mm-mm. OTAs come around. Find out Tyron's not ready to go. You just check. You know, Twitter, sports radio, people like, all right. And, it, you know. Y'all late. <laughs> Y'all yeah. Church late. I'm late. Church I late. Did, I'm 20, I should have mm. wrote that down. I, I did say, I said. Clip. 2011, 2011, Tyron Smith. I was dead which, wrong. Which, if, that, if that were to happen, would be great for the football team. That ain't happening. But the likelihood of it happening is just so low. Yes. Yes. And, and so – that's it. Right out of the gate, OTAs, he wasn't available. Now, I'll look at it this way. There's two ways to look at it. The way I'm looking at it is, 
whatever's going on, get the guy right now and, and you have him ready to go and come training camp out there in California. It's going to be very interesting. How much training camp does he get in here? Because yeah. you're trying to get him to September 11th against Tampa Bay, who's got a pretty good defensive front going yes, on. They do. So, but, but my whole thing with the Tyron Smith situation, one, is how does it affect the rest of your offensive line? Right? If you have a guy who is supposed to be starting, mm-hmm. right, and you draft a, a guy to play left tackle to possibly take over that position whenever Tyron decides he wants to retire, but then he now has to play left guard. Who are you getting ready to play left tackle? Knowing, because based off history, knowing that this guy may have to play half the season. So they need to be ready to play. Not like, you know, sparingly. They need to be ready to get in there and get some real-time reps so they can be ready for the season. How do you do that? And as a rookie, that's a lot to put on the plate. As a guy, all right, we want you to be ready. We want you to start left, left guard. Well, you know, we want you to compete for the starting left guard position. But we also want you to be ready for left tackle. That's that's a tough pill for a, for a young guy. Any, even if you're in your third, fourth year, that's a lot. Because as speaking with Nate Newton, the difference between a guard and tackle is like night and day. You know, guard, you're getting protection from both sides. You got to hold that anchor in there. But you're not really getting a lot of wiggle from guys on the interior, interior side unless you're playing against Aaron Donald or something. But at the left tackle position, you're on an island. You got to have some great feet out there because there's guys with speed, power, pass rush moves. I mean – there's a lot different position to play. So as a rookie, you would want to make sure you're focused on one position at a time so you don't get that brain overload. But McCray, you're 100% right. You know, if he's grooming to play that left, to compete for that left guard spot, we know, you know, Tyron's not going to play all 17. So who's who's going to be the backup? Who are they grooming to be that swing tackle? And are they good enough? And are they good enough? <laughs> are they good enough? Because we've seen, we've seen year in and year out, when you try to fill in behind a guy like Tyron Smith, it has not worked. Yeah. Name, a, name a time when a guy has been out for an extended period of time and you looked at the left tackle position and said, you know what, that was they, they're serviceable and they actually did a very good job playing left tackle. And this goes all the way back to the Atlanta game with my man Claiborne. All right? that The floodgates opened and we have not seen it happen. Yeah. Still went for playing right tackle really well. To moving over to left tackle, and we were over there like, man, they messed up his confidence. So, okay, I'm not going to dispute what you're saying. Okay, not. I feel like they have tried to go down the road to as best they could to fix this. Because first off, it's not like they're available in free agency. Okay, the good, the good, there's no good left tackle available in free agency. These, these guys get locked up. Um, Since, okay, go ahead. You you. Went into the draft this year, drafting where you were. You took, you took basically, you took the last good offensive tackle because mm-hmm. there was another guy that went until the third round. So you took a tackle, plugged him in here as guard with the expectation of, from listening to, to Chris Hall, who was on mix shots, hey, we think that you know down the road we can put this guy at left tackle. Um, you went out and drafted another tackle. You drafted. Three tackles in the last two seasons. What else did you want him to do? Did you did you draft those tackles with the expectation of them having to play that much behind a Tyron Smith or thinking of moving on from Tyron Smith? Or did you draft them saying, you know what, Tyron's back. Tyron's going to be healthy this season, and we're just going to stick this out just in case something happens on right or left. There were some so cross you, fingers. There were some cross yeah. fingers. What, what, yeah. what, what, this is the issue, right? Because, like you said, half a decade, bro. So not just this year, not just last year. Yeah. We're talking about five, 
almost five full years of knowing that a guy is not going to play the whole season. So you're like, oh, we've been, well, they've been trying three over the last two years, but I've been banging on the table about this. Yeah, since we started <laughs> and yeah, this. And thank, and yes, and thankfully we did draft Michael Parsons and it worked out, but you still have that issue mm-hmm. of, hey, man, we're not sure. And then this this news that we get for OTAs in the back situation, it, it just reminds you again of like, okay, this is – this is something that's going to have to be dealt with this season. So then what would you have them do this year? Because we won't argue with what they did last year with, with Parsons. Well, they, they did the right thing this year. They they, okay. they went they went to get a tackle. Okay, but two I mean, tackles. Yeah, yeah but I mean, what, <laughs> what else can yeah. – I mean, yeah, you, like you said, it's been four years of this. Yeah. So, so to me, what, what you're really looking at right now is you got Josh Ball, you got Matt Willetsko, and then you've got Terrence Steele. And just trying to figure out how how do you what what's the mixed match combination if Ty if if Tyron Smith isn't available do you put Steele back at left and then try to put in a ball or well let's go at right I mean what are you going to do or do you want to keep Steele at right and then you try to patchwork something over here mm. at the left I mean obviously these are issues and in this league most teams are doing some of the same stuff yeah. now most people have some issues here the Cowboys. The Cowboys, since I've covered them, have traditionally held on too long to left tackles. Flozell Adams, they held on too long to Flozell. And finally, when did they when did they actually fix the Flozell thing? It was when you know they drafted Tyron Smith, but it was it was late. Mm-hmm. So this has kind of been an MO of the organization. So they're they're trying. They're trying. It's not easy. And and oh by the way, Tyron Smith at 70% is better than anybody else they got right now on the roster. Yeah. At 70%. But you out of the game at 0%. And you're right. You're so right. That's, so, that's, that's the only, like the so, only thing is being available, being in there, and then what it takes away from the guys during the week mm-hmm. who don't get those reps because you have to give them to Tyron because he started. He has to be able to look at the schemes. But when you got a guy who is then not going to be playing, whoever was second team, I remember doing that uh, playing safety. Yeah. You ain't getting those reps. You're not getting the same type of looks that that the first team guys are getting because it's not that much time for you to be out there on the field doing that stuff. So a lot of your stuff is film work. Yeah. If you're not getting getting the opportunity to be able to pass off ET stunts, seeing what a guy like Aaron Donald's gonna do if he lines up here or there, then it's hard for you to be able to say, "All right, well, I watched all the film I could, but now I'm in the game and I'm a, uh, and I'm gonna do great." So, so then what do you propose? I mean, what's your solution right now, knowing that this is uh, this is the card you have? It ain't. It, listen, let me tell you, it ain't my job to find a solution for them right. Now, all I can say is we knew, but we're doing a talk. No, we're, no, we're doing no, a podcast no, here. So, no, this... yeah. See, my solution was was pitched years ago. <laughs> I got nothing. I don't know. Well, what not, do you mean? It, it might be. <clears throat> you paying the guy, so yeah, he's going to play. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't just like what's, have him not, not be the possible. That's all. I'm just. Uh, so, do you don't have a plan B? I think no. you got to take the tackles. <laughs> I think you got to take what's his name? Walesco. Walesco. Walesco and the guy from last year, Ball. Ball. Josh Ball. I think you got to get them prepared for that left tackle situation. And I think you got a, the first round pick, Tyler Smith. I think he has to focus on, let's just say they want a Matt guard. I think he has, they have to put him focused on that left guard position because that's the future. That's that, If that's where they want to see him at, they're going to have to put him there. If they want him on the field ASAP. Now, if they think he's going to play tackle in the future, I mean, it's just hard. The only, the only rookie I know that was able to do that was Michael Parsons. He was able to play linebacker and, and DN. And at that position, the linebacker position is a little bit difficult, but DN, you're just chasing and getting after the 
the ball. So I think it's a lot harder for that for that rookie, Tyler Smith, to be able to learn guard and tackle at the same time. So I think you got to focus him on one position, and then you got those other those other tackles that you drafted, Ball and Walesco. You got to get them ready to be the swing tackles. How, how, how do you do it though? So do you take reps away from Tyron and give them first team reps? No, no. How many do how many do you give them to get them ready to play? And be potentially be a starter. Yeah, because in because in camp and OTAs, we know you get a little bit more reps. You get a little bit more, but you know during the season it, it dwindles down. During right. the week, we both know you know you get four. The ones get four reps, and the twos get the two. The last right. two reps of each of each period. Okay. So I just think you're gonna have to build up their caseload during this OTAs, during this training camp. Get them as much reps as you can because you know during the regular season. They're not going to get those 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 majority of the reps. The ones will, and hopefully that'll prepare them enough for if and when you know Tyron Smith does miss some time that they're able to at least come in and do a serviceable job. Right. They'll be playing all three preseason games. Yes. possibly yes. start possibly starting two out of three. Yes, I would. One, I would each one of them would yeah. start a preseason game. Yeah, I would do that. All I right. would. Wanted to hit on the defensive line before before we get out of here. And one, does Tristan Hill make this team? I don't think I don't think so. I mean, I know I know you he's a big fan of the Gator, but I'm like I, I don't think he makes it cuz you got um what was it? Odigizuwa. They had 16 defensive linemen. Yeah, and I just and and his time here he just hasn't shown to me that much to be able to, you know, unseat one of these guys that are in there. And you got Odigizuwa, you got my boy Neville Gallimore in there. I mean, I I just don't see it. It's going to be tough uphill battle for him. For, you know, for, I think for what we're trying to do on the defensive line and stopping the run and having these type of athletic and then some big guys mm-hmm. like we, we draft a big guy from Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like for what we're trying to do, I think it's going to be hard for well, uh, the, uh, John Ridgeway, John Ridgeway from Arkansas. Arkansas sorry, Arkansas. but what we're trying to do at the defensive tackle position, I think it's going to be hard for my man to to, to be on the roster just because they they know what he can do. <laughs> it's yeah. not like they don't have film on him. They've been in the locker room with him. They've been on the field with him. All these coaches are familiar with him as a player. So unless he comes out and he's he's just killing it in, in preseason and uh, training camp, then I think it's going to be hard for him to, to make the roster. He has to go crazy. And, and and also, he's part of that old regime. You know, he was drafted by um, Rod Marinelli's squad. That was his guy. So that was his guy. guy. So we know he, how that works. So you've got – and they've talked about trying to get bigger up front. Here. Mm-hmm. So you saw Quentin Bohanna come in there last year out of Kentucky, and now you've got into John Ridgeway here. Uh, so Much bigger. <laughs> yeah, it's a big deal. <laughs> right, they, they, they're dude. definitely going in a different direction there. So we know Gallimore and Odigizu are guys who are entrenched here. So it's, it's going to be very interesting. And then Carlos Watkins is, it came back as well. So mm. it's going to be very interesting for, for Tristan Hill, who last year was injured. So he was injured during camp, and, and, and then he came on uh, later on as the season. But right now he's healthy, so he's going to go into training camp. I mean, this is another guy uh, who really should – he's got to know. Yeah. I mean, he, he's got. I mean, he's players know. He, you know. You oh, know. Yeah. You're on the bubble. He, he's on the bubble, and he's got to. He's got to show he can do something here. Um, I can't remember. I think it was Calvin Watkins. The morning news told me that uh, he gave him a. De- he said hi to him, and the guy just gave him a death. He says he'll give him like a death stare. Man, because Cal be writing them stories. Writing them stories about the book. Okay, what what players say when they talk about? Oh, I'm not reading this, or I don't see. Them boys is looking at that. They be looking at all of it. (laughs) If they're not looking, somebody in their family is looking for them. Exactly, exactly. I remember I used to get into it, and you want to be mad at people that wrote it. And then now that I'm older, I'm out of the league. I'm like, well, they only going off what they see. (laughs) Where's the lie? You know what I'm saying? 
unless they attacking your attacking your character or something like that. If they just mm-hmm. talking about your play, then you know it's, I think it's your job to you know to change Step that. Up, which man. is why Orlando and uh, Nui was beefing. <laughs> 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 you know, I was, I was no because I, I never had anything about Orlando's play on the field. No, no, I was, it was just de- dealing with him in the locker room, which yeah. which I rarely did. Because as I said, man, we had other people to interview. Yeah, you know what you were saying about that. <laughs> we had a list. See, <laughs> see, we all uh, knew how to get under old we, skin. He knew how to get under old skin. No, that's, this is true today. This is very true today, man. You walk into that room, you know the guys you're trying to get. Hey, talk to my man CJ this season, okay? Talk to my man CJ when you see him. Even hey man, how supposed to see him do this? Yo, just give him a little, give him a little sound bite, bro. So, so rookie minicamp. All right, you know what the list was with Tyler Smith. It was Sam Howell. I mean, look, that's what we're trying to do. I mean, Sam Williams. Sam I mean, Williams, we, yeah. you know, that's what we're trying. Now, I was, I was looked for Marquise Bell, but he was already gone. But mm-hmm. there's a list, man. When you go in there, people you're trying to get a hold of. You, you go, okay, as a, as a reporter and anchor, you're going in there with a strategy. So if it's a DAC day, you know, they'll bring DAC out to you. But you kind of understand and know, all right, what time is he going to go? So we need to try to get other people here. You know, mm-hmm. a Zeke did. But there are days where you know, hey, these are some people to get. And then sometimes you're waiting around on some of those people. And so if the others are available. <laughs> the others. The others <laughs> who will give you some decent sound, you'll go get them. And that's where O fit. He was on the others. The others list. He was on the list. Oh, is he talking? Walk on over there. Uh, I yeah, drink yeah. my water. Go ahead, sit that. And, and and it's not just you know. Let's so that was it. That was, that was his time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like all right. Early on, when I covered the team, when they were world champions, like Kenny the Shark Gant, Nate Newton. These are guys. These are the others list that you could get. They're gonna talk to you, mm-hmm. and you can put it over. You can use some of it later on. But that's how you went about it. Yeah. That, that there is a strategy <laughs> in how you go about this, man. You go all right. Are you gonna take Nate Newton over Troy Aikman or Michael Irvin? Uh-huh. No. Uh-huh. No, you're not. Uh-huh. No, you're not. It's a list. Yeah. It's 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 a it's a list and on who's after a game after a loss. You know who the guys will talk, yeah. and you will go get those guys. Oh, man. And and sometimes and not the losses. Okay, Sean Lee. Sean Lee was well. Sean was a pretty good talker mm-hmm. in terms of just hey when he said things they were thoughtful. After a loss, you get Sean. Okay, but there were certain dudes who wouldn't talk. Yeah. Man, Demarco Murray. Yeah, he wouldn't. Marco, if loss came around here, you might not get the, the chances of you getting to Marco Murray kind of slim. Didn't really like talking. Dez, there's another guy. You get Dez if you can, yeah. if he's willing to talk. But then there was some times where he was like, I'm not talking. So we can wait on talking, talking, not talking. Uh, you know, let's get over here and get something before you get nothing. Mm. So, oh, all right. If, so is that myth true? You get fined if you don't talk to the, to the media? I thought that was the case. So, so what will happen on that is who's telling on you? So, so I'll, I, after the show, I'll tell you who the media member is. But Snitching. if you don't talk, they'll go and they'll type. They, they go and email the league. Like, so-and-so didn't talk. So, for a while, Tyron Smith wasn't making himself available. And this one particular person, like, hey, where's he at? Where's he at? Kept asking for Where's he at? And mm, I think the player mm, ended mm. up getting fined. But I'll tell you who it is. Mm, that mm, I'll tell you who it is. I'll tell you what, man. Mm. They get their money back somehow, some way, man. <laughs> <laughs> We're out of time today. We are out of time today right here on the Players' Lounge for Barry Church, Danny McCray. I'm Newey Scruggs. Jazz, appreciate you holding it down while Cruz is out. And uh, Kelly, the intern, appreciate you, appreciate you. And Big Wheel up there. Uh, We'll talk to you next week right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?